Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. Danny V here. This episode is part of the Summer Series Takeover 2021, where a friend of the podcast, a writer or illustrator who has been interviewed on the podcast, chooses an author of their choice to chat about books, writing, going home for the holidays, becoming an artist and any other topic they choose. Enjoy. Danny, Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction went, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions, engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like however many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, <laughs> Thanks, well Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I go, we edit that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Hello and welcome to the Summer Series Takeover. My name is Rob McDonald, aka RWR McDonald, and today I'm chatting with Danuka McKenzie. Danuka McKenzie is an Australian writer and self-declared crime fiction tragic. Her debut crime fiction manuscript, Flood Debris, won the 2020 Banjo Prize and will be published by HarperCollins Australia in February 2022. Her published manuscript, Taken, was long listed for the 2020 Richel Prize. She is represented by Alex Adset Literary. When not writing, Danuka works in the environmental sector and volunteers as part of the organising committee for the Writers Unleashed Festival. She lives in southern Sydney with her husband, two kids and their pet chicken. Welcome, Danuka. Hey, Rob. <laughs> so good to see you and be able to talk yeah. to you. I know. So for the for the listeners at home, Danuka and I are Zooming at the moment. Uh, and we first met uh, via Twitter and then um, through uh, chatting about the Writers Unleashed Festival last year. And then we did a co-item for the Authors for Fireys. So this is the first time we're actually seeing each other uh, virtually face-to-face, -face, which yes. is great. Very exciting. And and a huge congratulations uh, on the Banjo Prize and, and on your, your listing with the Ritual Prize. What a year, Danuka. 
it has been a crazy, crazy year. And actually, before that, I do want to say thank you so much for asking me to do this. I'm so chuffed and I'm very excited to be here and to Danny, far out, for letting us be here. Yes, but, um, absolutely. It's to Danny. Just a, yeah, it's just so cool. And uh, yeah, and the year has been a bit nuts. I mean, it's been a bit nuts for everyone, <laughs> but yeah. certainly the second half of the year was very unexpected for me. I mean, I'm massively, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, I, I would say very unexpected, very overwhelming. And um, it's that classic instant kind of change in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Thing. so yeah oh it was beautiful to watch like i'm obviously watching you know um your writing journey through through your socials and you know and the news that was coming out and it was just like wow i was just like danuka 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 oh, danuka yeah. it was it was so exciting yeah yeah it was it was kind of like three weeks where uh all your writing dreams come true type thing you know so I mean, yeah. you know, you couldn't really script that, and and it's 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 that case where the reality was just so much better, or or more. I mean, I couldn't have thought of that in my head, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, you you have yeah. the writing yeah. dream, but you never expected to be that, and then the reality was just just nuts. Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm very brilliant. grateful, but oh my god, it was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> now i thought what i might do is um for the listeners is read out from the harper collins press Ooh. release if Ooh, that's wow. okay. okay yes um uh, about flood debris so flood debris is the first novel in a crime series featuring detective kate miles it's a gripping pacey police procedural which will appeal to fans of dervla mcten Susie Steiner, Sarah Bailey, and Val McDermott. That's very high praise indeed. I know. Uh, so Anna Valdinger, fiction publisher at HarperCollins, says Flood Debris is a cleverly plotted, satisfyingly twisty mystery that was a huge favourite with the HarperCollins reading team. I adored it. Danuka McKenzie is a fabulous writer and Kate Miles is a brilliantly fresh addition to the crime fiction scene ambitious and determined while also juggling the demands of family life with a toddler and a baby on the way i'm so excited to share this book with the thousands of readers who are going to love it as much as we all do far out hey so can you can you tell us how like you know, when it, the idea for Flood Debris originated and the process it took to get to, to winning the banjo. Yeah, wow. Okay. So I guess, I mean, the first idea, I guess, for, um, I guess, a death in, in floodwaters was really, I think, seeded during the probably 2011 and then 2012 floods sort of you know which mm -hmm. I mean I think the 2011 floods were where that you know that huge flood in Brisbane you know with the Brisbane River basically was yes. flooding yeah. um you know all of Brisbane and um so that was I think that that seed so I, I think I was watching the news um and sort of this idea popped into my head oh wouldn't a flood be a great place to hide a murder <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing because you know obviously the flood water gets rid of all the evidence so um yeah so I think that was kind of the seed of the actual idea and it kind of percolated in my head for sort of ages um yeah. but I think I started writing like properly writing when the kids were born um 
And I think it wasn't so much about oh, I'll write a story necessarily or mm. write a novel necessarily. It was, I think, at the time, um, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of women go through this, but, you know, you have kids and it all becomes really overwhelming and I think you kind of lose a little bit of your identity and you just become sort of mother and wife and, you know, employee and all this kind of stuff. And I was just, I think I was just trying to find something that was just entirely my own and yeah. and that just happened to be writing. So I had no kind of, there's no ambition to write or there's no, I mean, I feel really bad actually saying this because you feel like a complete imposter, but, you know, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't one of those people who, kind of had that childhood dream of, of writing or any of that. Um, it was, right, I think, yeah. it was just um, I obviously, like I made a, I think I made a decision to kind of write as something to do for myself. And yeah. once I started doing it, I kind of just absolutely fell in love with it. But also I was in a place in my life where I obviously had a lot of things to process in my own head and that's, how it got processed, right? Through writing, yeah, through writing in a, through putting it in a fictionalized form, um, all this stuff that I was kind of trying to grapple with in my own head, um, yeah. and then and then it became a bit of a like, okay, well now I've started. It was kind of like a competition with myself, like, okay, well, you know, the competition to kind of um, finish a novel, you know. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of like that. So I think that the draft zero was sort of. 2017-ish, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it went through, I mean, I must admit, this is, you know, the amalgam of, of like, so much help along the way. I've been so lucky, like, so lucky. So uh, I did go through, like, a process of manuscript assessment because yeah. I was very much outside the writing community. I, as I said, like, I have no, I had no ambitions of being a writer. So yeah. I, like, yeah. literally, you wake up one day and go, oh, I think I might become a magician. You know, it was just like, <laughs> where do you even start? You know what I mean? It's like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah. So a manuscript assessment felt like kind of a logical first step. And so that's, sure. so that kind of, and I think that was sort of the first, so obviously you write draft and then you and then a little thing, okay, well that task is now done. And then something yeah, in your brain which goes. It's a huge, huge accomplishment just yeah, getting that draft that's done. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then then something in your brain goes, oh, maybe, maybe it's okay. You know, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. you have the little <laughs> yeah, ego yeah. suddenly like starts picking up and go, oh well, maybe this there's, there's something in this. So yeah, so that's why I sent it to the manuscript assessor to try and get some outside person to read it and go okay does it have legs yeah that's smart yeah you know, whatever yeah um and so i went through a couple of rounds i guess um with that manuscript assessor who i found was like he was amazing and he was great because he allowed you to ask questions afterwards which is great so it wasn't just here's your notes right. see you later um yep, there's yep. like a conversation after that which is great um after that i was um I think a direct result of that was then me putting it into, so um, in 2018, I think, um, Affirm mm -hmm. Press ran a little competition where like, I can't remember now, but I think it was sort of like the first maybe 3,000 words, I think, of, right. of a crime um, fiction, um, you know, like a competition. So uh, it was called like the Perfect Crime Competition. So I put it into that and, again, I was really lucky and they crazily picked me up and that felt like oh I'm there ta -da. 
it's all, you know. Um, well, look, you must be doing something right. Ugh. I mean, seriously, there must be some talent there for them to, you know, be picking picking this up. Yeah. But, yeah, but I don't know, at the time, because I was just so outside the writing community, I had nothing to, I mean, I've been yeah, reading all hard my to, life, but yeah. I cannot be kind of objective about my own writing in any way. Totally. I totally um, get that. Yeah. Yeah. And but then that was like basically a year where they, um, you know, kind of gave me um, like a, a, basically two rounds of edits. Um, and that essentially, I wow. totally believe that that is where I learned to write. Like that was my apprenticeship. Yeah. No question about it. I learned how to write a crime novel. Uh, and fantastic. it was, it was sort of, they were just basically like, okay, well, and it was that classic stuff of, you know, it's a beautiful piece of writing. Is it needed? Is it moving the story forward? And they're just questions yeah. you've never thought to ask yourself because you're yeah. just so amazed that you got something down on paper. Um, and so so that was amazing. I mean, in the end, obviously, the manuscript wasn't in a state. It still wasn't ready. And so they went, right. you know, it's, it's, you know, we wish you luck, but that was it. But as I said, I mean, like the amount of effort that they put in that put into it and not get anything out of it. I mean, that to me is just the Australian writing oh, community. That incredible. just incredible. It's yeah. extraordinary. So, and so then that version or that draft uh, got me, got me, you know, like I, you know, Emma, so the, the next point was the lovely Emma Biscuitch. So she runs yeah. the Twitter thing every, like twice a year and she gives free feedback. Uh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I kind of, Submitted to that, and she she picked me, and wow. so then she she kind of um, read the manuscript a couple of times as well. I mean, she's amazing. She's it was, yeah. And and essentially yeah. because of her, I rewrote that that kind of basically the first five chapters. I, I I essentially wrote an entirely new first chapter, re kind of jigged the first half of the chapter to make it far more kind of getting into the action straight away. And yep. that was the version that went into the banjo. So, oh, wow. so you can, I mean, to me, like in my mind, I can almost see, okay, you know, manuscript assessment got me to affirm, affirm got me to Emma, Emma got me to, you know, like it, you know, so yeah. to me, like, yeah, I won, you know, this, this competition, but it is yeah. so many people's work, so many people's yeah. work who have just, at, for, for no return, they have just, you know, given back to the industry and I've been the lucky recipient of that, you know. So to well, me, pretty... yeah, to me that manuscript is everyone's work. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I've just been extraordinarily lucky and and just had so many kind of doors open for me. So, yeah, go Australian writing community. Amazing. Yay! But also, <laughs> I mean, the, the you know, each step you're describing, you're learning more, you're honing yes. your craft, you you are putting the work in. But I mean, brilliant. I mean, what a yeah, what an what an incredible journey. Like yeah. so fantastic and getting to meet all those people. Oh, and, yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, well done. Now we do have yes. um, some questions for the summer series. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Summer series questions. So, yes. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Oh, God. Here we go. Yes. Number one. Okay. Um, now, I'm not sure how this works with uh, COVID and travel, but uh, the question is what is it like to return to your childhood home during Christmas? Now, if you didn't do it, this Christmas have you done it in the last 
couple of years or are you living in your childhood town? Yeah, so so it's really interesting because like, we don't have a childhood I home per se. I mean, so I came to Australia obviously uh, in 92, so when I was 12, and we kind of yeah. moved around it a little bit. And um, so actually it's interesting because the, the last home, I guess, we lived together as a family is now actually owned by my brother. He bought it um, from my oh, mum. Wow. kind of cool. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And, but they've made it their own. I mean, they've renovated it, you know. It's yeah, beautiful. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, actually. So my mom actually lives in Canberra, and um, we were we definitely had plans to go and see them, which is yeah. So it was a shame, and yeah, it was actually really sad because she had you know ordered food and all that kind of stuff, and then of course the yeah the ban came in. Um, no, well, not the ban, the travel restrictions came yeah. in with the quarantine yeah. stuff. So so we weren't able to do that, but essentially, kind of our Christmases are very. Um, like the McKenzie clan basically hosts it. So it's my husband and he's got two siblings and essentially not like in a, any strict way, but we kind of take it in turns, essentially, the three families. Yeah, yeah. And it's an open invite. Whoever's around turns up, you know, like whoever's, you know, at a loose end. Yeah. Um, nice. And we've got like extended family. So like my brother's got kind of in-laws from Malaysia, my uh, my mum's husband, he's got two grown-up kids, one's in Melbourne, one's in the UK. So if they're around, you know, it's its kind of like whoever's around. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really nice usually. Like it's just huge kind of thing, yeah, it sounds <laughs> you good. know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, obviously this year, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is this year. I mean, in saying yeah. that, obviously compared to a lot of people, I mean, us not being able to go to Canberra is, is a very small thing compared to going through this year so yeah uh, yeah still going through yeah so how do you do you normally go to new zealand or no you you hang uh yeah i usually do i usually fly on christmas day because it's uh my my um brother's birthday on christmas day so i fly in the morning and and get to dunedin by dinner christmas dinner time so this year i didn't go um uh which was you know that was that was okay um had a christmas because i normally have christmas eve with my daughters and then so i had christmas with with my daughters this year which was lovely um yeah and and like you my brother my other brother um has taken over the family farm which is where i grew up so it's that same thing which is kind of it's nice that it sort of stays in the family yeah and i think it's it's nice that it kind of has a different story if you know what i mean like because they're actually my old um my old room is his daughter's room which is kind of cool you know it's it's lovely it's really cool cool. yeah and so you know it's it's it has a whole different set of memories which is great i mean i think yeah that's, that's yeah, new memories. Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, question two: okay. What what had they forgotten about their upbringing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> On reflection, was there anything when you were looking at these questions that you thought, ah, oh, I'd forgotten about that? <laughs> no, I mean, actually, it's been really interesting with the whole the whole banjo kind of stuff um yep. i've actually had all these um people from my old school years reconnect with me on kind of uh, social media i'm not like yeah. i'm not a huge kind of social media person and i actually only really joined very recently so 
I'm not surprised we've only reconnected yeah. like kind of recently, but that's actually been quite nice. And that's actually made me reflect about my school years, you know, right. um, and yep. sort of yep. think about, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, just memories I haven't really thought about. And, and I think, yeah. you know, living, living in Sri Lanka and stuff. I mean, actually I have overwhelmingly positive kind of um, memories of Sri Lanka. Like um, I think yeah. it's, it's funny because when, I mean, like 91 and whatever. I mean, there was a bombing and, like, some of the buildings in our school went down and all this, like, this wow. horrible stuff was yeah. happening. Like, that was the middle yeah. of the war. And yeah. Yeah. and um, I don't remember, like, maybe, maybe it's just my personality that maybe if I was a different personality, I would have been far more aware of everything. But honestly, I had such good memories and maybe it was the family just insulating all that outside stuff that was going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's at least, I guess, external political unrest, I guess, um, yeah. and then, I guess, full-on war, <laughs> you know, with bombings or whatever. But, yeah, I just just only remember, like, just playing with my brother and, you know, lots of great food and, and our dogs yeah. and, our, you know, just, just heaps of books. Like, my mum had this ginormous um, collection of Inner Blyton books so probably oh, wow. my yeah. um, and really, you know, like you got that that connection, like with the Nancy Drew stuff, and and it's the same mm. with me. I think my probably my love of that mystery and kind of crime genre started yeah. by reading, you know, Famous Five, Secret Seven, and and my yeah, favorite, yeah, yeah. although it has the worst name ever, the the Five Find Outers and Dog. That's the worst name <laughs> for a kid's <laughs> I swear they're the best books. And, um, yeah. you know, the mystery of the disappearing cat. Or, you know, like I, yes, I love all yes, that. Yes. And, um, yeah. yeah, and I have no doubt that that's probably the foundation of, you know, you, you know, your love of yeah. Yeah, books and, yeah. So, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so question three was how has it informed the Mazenatis, but I think you've you've spoken about that. But I just wanted to know when you were writing, because um, you know how it, it really writing fiction. I don't know. It just really taps into your subconscious. Mm. So, did you find that things about your childhood were coming through, even though it was coming through fictionized mm. this time round, or not? Not so much. I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, to date anyway, what I've written to date anyway, maybe maybe later on I'll kind of yeah. feel my childhood more. But honestly, I can honestly say that like the certainly things in Sri Lanka or even my childhood in, in Australia really haven't played a big part. I, yeah. I think genuinely, as I said, when I was, I was writing, what I was writing about was really what I was grappling with at the time and that was very much... Yes kind of motherhood and and, a, yeah. and and that balance of of, of um, career and family obligations and, and trying to kind of find your identity within that um, and I think I guess rather than keeping a psychological journal for what you're going through yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially yeah. you're kind of fictionalizing that you're putting that in into some someone else, which is which I think it's it's funny because you it, it started it starts off as very much you, you know, it starts off this 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 kind of version of yourself or alter ego, but um 
and then and then they find their own life and they find their own universe and they find and then suddenly it's like an entirely separate thing to you even though it started off as your issues and somehow you've managed to leach the poison whilst also creating a brand new world like this thing but um but yeah like i not as far as I can see anyway. I can't see anything objects sure. from my childhood that has gone into that. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess um, as you mentioned before with your, your childhood reading then leading to that sort of love yes. of mysteries and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with, with yeah. reading, yes. nice segue to Oh, yes, four. very good segue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> summary. Uh, what have you been reading recently? Ooh, um, so summer reads, I've been reading um, Fathoms by, um, is it, I've actually got it here, Rebecca Giggs, so that book. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard her speak at the Wollongong Writers Festival, like they had a virtual festival this year. And, um, yeah, that was, a, like, it's a, it's an amazing book. It's, it's kind of, it makes you desperately, desperately sad because it's basically all about, I guess, how much humans have essentially affected the world or, or changed right. it, like the depth and breadth and, you know, of, of, of what we've done to the world through the prism of, of the whale. So every chapter, like, so I guess, you know, you know, the plastics in the water and ecological change, everything through the prism of, 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 of whales. And you learn a lot about whales, but you also um, just, yeah, just learn about the havoc we've created. So it's probably a really positive way to go into the new year. <laughs> but and, and it's actually taken me a little bit of time because it's so dense and there's so much information there and you just want to absorb it. So I kind of read a chapter and right. then I have to yeah. actually really think about it. It's not like, um, but there's so, I mean, yeah, and just, I'm, you know, I'm, doing the whole oh and then this and then this and so Scott's yeah, there yeah. he's like oh my god there's another fact about the whale but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like oh did you know that? like I had no idea so yes there's some amazing things in there but yeah it's one of those books that you also feel oh my god you know it's yeah it's about how much we've done really yeah there's a few other things that I'm also going to read that aren't as <laughs> yeah yeah sure yeah <laughs> but um I I um, went to Sydney Bad uh, Festival this year, so I've picked up a couple yeah. which I haven't read yet. But um, so Benjamin Stevenson's um, Either Side of Midnight, and also yeah. um, Greg Woodland's The Night Whistler. So I heard them both, uh, um, yeah, speaking about that at the Bad Festival. So I'm hoping to get to those. I don't know when, but you know, in theory, I will get to them. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, any summer projects that you're doing at the moment? Are you are you working on? Are you doing edits or? Yes, you... I am actually. Yes, I've got ah. my editorial notes. Woohoo! <laughs> so that's been Excellent. cool. So I'm a proper writer now because I've got actual editorial <laughs> publisher. Yeah. Um, so that's been cool. So I've been doing that um, and I'm trying to kind of like, I'm trying like every day to kind of maybe spend the first two to three hours on that while my head's fresh. And then, yep. um, and then kind of, you know, because we still obviously it's school holidays, the kids are around and you yeah, can't like the whole day kind of doing that. Um, yeah. And we were meant to be doing like, well, we weren't meant to kind of visit friends and whatever, you know, like down south and whatever, but obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so it feels a little bit like that original lockdown, like back in March last year. I mean, yeah, not as bad right. as obviously Melbourne had it, yeah. but, but um, 
you know, where you have the kids and you're sort of like, oh, let's just go for another bushwalk. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, <laughs> you lots can't of do walking. Anything, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a bit like that. But so, so I'm doing that. And yep. in theory, I'm also, um, so once I hand that back in, I'm hoping to get back into like the second one um, in this in the uh, series. Okay. And, yeah. and um, in theory, kind of finish that version zero, put, put you know, draft zero down um, this year. Yeah. So I'm oh, kind of wow. like about Very 40K exciting. in. So, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I keep getting distracted, obviously, by. Yes, by this one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. That yes. sounds very normal. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, that's very exciting. And um, final question. Yes. What is the name of your chicken? Oh, my chicken. Oh, yeah, it has a very um, creative name. It's called Whitey because it's white. <laughs> I was actually, I had this really funny Twitter conversation with um, actually Brian Presser because he was, um, he had his his daughter named their chickens like Stinky and Winky and something like that. It was really funny. <laughs> anyway, and so I was like, and no, and then he said, oh, you know, she she gives up all her rights to name any potential sibling and I was like yeah my chickens are like Henny Penny Whitey Blackie Brownie so yeah now our kids definitely <laughs> don't name humans you know? so it's very yeah, literal oh, so, that's yeah, fantastic that's so funny yeah but, love yeah. that well thank you so much Danuka it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and yeah hopefully we'll get to see you in real life at some stage. Yes, absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much again. I really, yeah, so good to chat to you in actual sort of person. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. And thank you, Danny. Yes, thank you, Danny. Woohoo. Love the podcast. Yeah.